You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 152. Talk about the intricacies of inclusion with Shonda Daniels. Recognized as one of the nation's leading LGBTQ plus wedding experts, Shonda Daniels is the owner and creative director of Shonda Daniels Planning and Design and founder of A Monique Affair, one of the leading event planning companies in the San Francisco Bay Area. A natural at designing and planning events, Shonda's years of design experience have established her as an expert in her field, earning a Bachelor of the Arts degree in hospitality management from San Francisco State University. She has mastered the fundamentals of her craft. Combining these skills with her passion for creating events, she founded a Monique Affair in February 1999 and in 2018 founded Shonda Daniels Planning and Design, which focuses on refined fine art wedding weekends. With 22 years of planning and design experience, she has worked with some of the most prestigious venues and creatives in the industry. As an industry educator, Shonda loves to educate her peers and new creatives entering the wedding industry on LGBTQ weddings and diversity and inclusion. She believes in celebrating milestone events with class, style, and richness. Her weddings have been featured in several national publications, including Martha Stewart Weddings, Monalucci Bride, The Knot, and Today's Bride and was named 2020 Top Wedding Planner by Harper's Bazaar, Martha Stewart Weddings, and Brides Magazine. And today, Shonda is here to talk to us all about diversity, equity, inclusion, and all the intricacies of what that means for you and your business and your life. So buckle up, friends, grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your girl, Renee Dallow. Every week, I'm here giving you these episodes, y'all. I'm a little punch. I got to be honest. I'm a little punchy. I've had like a lot of iced tea today. So like, get ready. <laughs> I am here with the fabulous and wonderful Shonda Daniels. Shonda, how are you? I am doing good, my friend. How are you? I mean, are you also highly caffeinated? Because I feel like it's no one's gonna be able to listen to this one on a fast speed because I'm already on a fast speed right now. <laughs> you know what? I, I have, a, I did have, to be honest, I did have a little, maybe two spoonful of, um, peach cobbler before we got started so yeah i'm a little oh. sugar a sugar high too so how I'm did like, you stop at just two spoonfuls of peach cobbler because i had you. to keep on the show i had to oh. it, girl. <laughs> you're like i have no time uh, yeah that's been my day today and like i had like some impossible chicken nuggets before i got on here and like chugged an iced tea and i was like okay that was lunch moving on <laughs> whoa okay so that's what I, i'm gonna have have to ask you about that later how was the um impossible chicken chicken nugget? i like them here's the thing i don't love meat i don't eat a lot of meat uh, i didn't grow up eating a lot of meat so like they taste like chicken to me it's fine <laughs> but i'm not like i'm not someone who like loves a steak like i i don't miss it i don't i don't eat that i don't miss it um i didn't i didn't have dairy for a while and i did miss that so dairy's back but I'm, it's like always an evolution as to like what i'm actually letting myself eat these days <laughs> okay another side note you should try um i don't know if you've ever had oat milk before and cashew ice cream i stay away i can't have dairy either but those two things have made a world of difference because i don't like the taste of almond milk okay we do almond milk at the house 
I do like cashew ice cream very much. I'm into all, I mean, listen, I live in LA, so any kind of dairy alternative that I want, I can get it anywhere. It's when I travel, that's the problem. Like I'm in Nebraska and I'm like, do you guys have any almond milk? And they're like, no, it's like flat out. No, it's like, not like, no, but we have soy or just, just like flat out. No. And I'm like, weird. <laughs> okay. Look, we're going to be on a side note tangent, but, but yeah. that, that happened when my wife and I, we were, I can't remember where we were. And she, in the Starbucks, she said, well, do y'all have oat milk? And the, the person said, did you say oatmeal? And then she said, no, oatmeal. <laughs> and we just looked at each other and started cracking up. I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just go with the flow. God, the other morning I was in Starbucks, I was trying to pick up a drink because I had to drive to Ventura, which is like an hour and a half away. And I was like, of course I was in a rush. I'd left myself like very little time. And instead of pre-ordering on the app, which I normally did, I was like, I'm just going to go in. And wouldn't you know it? I was behind a group of people who have probably never been to a Starbucks in their life. They actually asked the barista or the cashier rather, how many, what kind of milk do you have? And the woman was like, whole 2% <laughs> scam. Oh my almond. God. Like that slow coconut. I was like coming out of my skin. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I actually ordered via the app while I was waiting behind them online oh and God. got my drink before they finished ordering. Please don't make me laugh. <laughs> That is the truth. That is legitimately, that is, that is a testament to how impatient I am, but also how bananas that whole morning was where I was like, are you literally whole skim 2%? I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, listen, lovely listeners. We're not here to talk about milk. Although oh my God. You know, we could, we could make a whole episode about milk and I would be here for it. We are talking about something far more interesting. Chandra's here to talk about that one size does not fit all. And we're here to talk about the intricacies of inclusion. Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> well, my first question is what, what do you want people to know about the intricacies of inclusion? Because I think, you know, we've, I'm sitting here wanting to say we've learned a lot in the last two years, but have we really learned a lot in the last two years? I feel like, I mean, I feel like we have, but it's always to me, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a ever like you're always learning. You have to continue to want to educate yourself more and be invested in educating yourself more about diversity and inclusion, because I feel like I think the big thing that we learned is that it's not just about race and that we have to be open to learning more and that we have to be open to realize that we are all connected in this quest of diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I mean, I agree and I and I I can sit here and fully admit that like even 2 years ago when you know the Black Lives Matter protests, you know, were started and and as a wedding industry we sort of had a reckoning. There was like a 20% part of my brain were like, well, I don't do that. <laughs> well, that's not me. And then of course, getting called out on that, right? Or not directly, but just like in the conversations of like, and if you're sitting there thinking it's not you, yeah. it's probably you. And I was like, oh man, it is okay. It is me. And then having, and then, you know, doing the work. And I think perhaps what we're seeing somehow in this separate, in the separation of like, well, that's not me, is that idea that like, well, I don't have to do the work because the work is hard and, 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 and messy and muddy and, and, you know, causes me discomfort and I can just skip to the part where like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's the second half. That's the second half of, of learning that it, it involves all of us because 
for some of us like myself, I fit into several different categories, right? Because right. like I said, if we think, if we take out, just take out the the idea that it's all about race, if we take out that right. part, and then we start thinking about size inclusion. Oh, right? hell yes. And we have to think about like uh, what all that entails too. I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday. We happened to be at Disneyland for the day. She was in town from the East Coast. She's like, you want to go to Disneyland? I'm like, well, who am I to say no to Disneyland? So we kind of played hooky and did that. And I said to her at the end of the day, as we were going back to the car, I was like just looking at the crowd of people. And I said, Disneyland is such an interesting place because there are people of every body shape and size here. Yes. Yet yet all of the all of the rides, all, all of the trams, all of everything it seems like it was designed for a person who is like barely a, a grown adult. And I kept I thought I wonder if I said out loud, I wonder if there's going to be a time where Disneyland in specifically because they do have a wide variety of people who attend are going to accommodate a, a bigger human on some of these rides. And we both kind of thought about it like, I don't, I don't know. I've never noticed if it's, if anything's ever changed. Exactly. And you know what? Okay. So that reminds me of this other, this example, when we think about size where someone else may not be thinking about it. Like for me, when I get on an airplane, I'm yes. like, okay, my thighs are getting a little cozy to the person right next to me. Mine too. Why are these... <laughs> Why are these seats a little bit bigger? Like humans are a little bit, this may be based off of an average size person or a smaller, I think personally, a smaller size person. Of It's smaller because the average size woman in, in the United States, at least, is a size 12. Yeah. And so there you go. So if somebody who's not even thinking, if a plus size person where it's been an issue is not even in the room to have those conversations to say, hey, we need to think about the real size. Boom, there you go. So that's another level or another dimension of, hey, we need to be inclusive of everybody. But if yes. it's not, in, that's why I said it, it, it involves all of us. Because it also goes to think about like, say for instance, all the rights of, how you can be discriminated against if you have kids and your work schedule and things. Oh, like tell me that. more about that. Cause no. I don't have kids. Say more about that. So say for instance, if you have a certain amount of numbers, a, a amount of number of sick time or uh, time off. Right. But then it's not taken into account. Like what if your kid, what if your child is sick? What if your child has um, a field trip that you want to be a part of? it may be looked upon negatively at work compared to a person who doesn't have kids or who have those things to think about. So making sure you have a workplace that's inclusive of those type of situations, right? So it's thinking about everybody as a whole in every single situation. That, that's what the um, inclusion to me means. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that. I remember, you know, I a good friend of mine who is a former wedding planner had uh, a son who had cancer. And I remember when Billy was going through his treatment, uh, you know, she couldn't work very often because she was at the children's hospital. And I remember everyone said to her, like, how lucky she was to have a job that understood what she was going through. And at the time, I was probably one of the people in the chorus going like, yes, you're so lucky to have a job that understands. And I'm like, Look at it now and I'm like, how gross of a statement is that? You're lucky that you have a job that understands your son is dying and you have to be there. Like, what? 
it's bananas when you think of it in that context, but like to feel lucky that your job understands that like this other major thing is happening to you, you know, exactly. that's, that's an extreme example, but I remember the dialogue around how lucky she was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't and, think that's luck guys. <laughs> right. Right. And that's what it, it just means like thinking about all of the different levels that we have to fight and make sure that there's inclusion and that everybody is thought of. And that's why I say it takes, and this is, this is another example too. And I feel like when, when I hear this, cause I hear this a lot, a whole lot, that if there's an issue, we have to think about, okay, we have to make sure that we have people who don't look like us. And I'm just going to say it. We have to have yeah. white folks that, that believe in this cause to right. get on board. Then everybody will, will follow through and want to take part. Why do we have to think like that? Why can't it just be, here's a human situation. Here's another human that cares and wants to make sure that this other human is treated fairly or has the same rights or just equal. Yeah. Why does it have to be, why do we have to get one person who are one group of folks who we feel have more power that once they're invested, then everybody will get invested, right? It's just another level of the literal definition of white supremacy, having white be the default standard. Exactly, exactly. And I, I'm ready for us to get past that. And yeah. here I go again, but if it's going to take all of us because yeah. it will, it's affecting all of us to make yeah. sure that we're all good as humans. One of the things I really um, believe in, and I don't think I talk about it enough, actually, now that I'm sitting here with you, is that like, one of the things I'm, I've become way, way more comfortable with, I think, as I get older is like, I'm okay being the person in the room that everyone rolls their eyes at and says like, oh, this again, like, I'm okay with being that person. I'm okay with being the one that says there aren't enough diversity on this board. There isn't enough diversity in the speaker lineup. There isn't enough diversity of experience in I'm this laughing. group. <laughs> and it's not because I'm trying to fill a quota. It's because I want the different lived experience that there's no way I will know because I don't. I don't live in your shoes, you know? Right. And that's, that's what I mean about it takes all of us, Renee. And I, I want to empower, thank you so much for doing that. And I want to empower all of us to do that because that's when change will happen when we all are invested and we, we all care about the outcome. And I feel like what we, what we witnessed last year or for the last couple of years is people taking the pledges, people saying, yes, they're going to be different. They're going to start having lists. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But now is the time where we all need to hold those industry leaders and those industry icons, hold them accountable and make sure that they don't go back to doing things the way that they used to be. Right. And, and what do you think that's about the doing the status quo? So you think it's a comfort thing or you think it's laziness? What do you think is behind all that? I think it's a comfort and not wanting to be called out. Yeah. I mean, I guess there, I mean, I suppose there's comfort in being with who you already know, but it's also deeply boring. It truly is. It, it truly is. And I feel like it, but here it is. So if you think about the people making those decisions, is there diversity at that table? 
is it diversities in the is it is it diversity in the editor's room right, right. so we have right. to think about who's at the top and making sure that they that there are opportunities for everyone and again i'm not just talking about uh race i'm talking about size i'm talking about all of those different levels yeah gender gender all of it yes is are there people at the table because once if you at least have two people at the table those people in the diverse um in those diverse areas they will think about other people they will Mm -hmm. And they will make sure those other people are included too. Because like I said, in the very beginning, when we started having those conversations about, um, about diversity and we were thinking it was strictly race, we were just honing in on that. I was called out too. I was like, well, you know what? I may be a lesbian of color, but where are all the other people in the LGBTQ plus community? Where are the others? Right. Right. So then it's like, okay, let me start bringing, when I have the opportunity to speak, let me start making sure that folks are included or bring them on platforms that I can put them on or make introductions or things like that. Because I understand what it's like to be on the other side. That's and right. It, you know what I mean? So we look yeah. out for each other, but again, it's going to take all of us in our community to make sure that we create cultures of inclusion and that we look out for everybody. I agree. And I, I also liken it to a little bit of, um, I don't know, I don't know how much TV you watch. I don't know if you're a binge watcher like I am, but my <laughs> husband and I spend a fair amount of time watching, you know, Netflix. Netflix is our like go-to first, right? We turn on the TV, it goes to Netflix. Mm -hmm. And he, we, we each have our own, you know, logins where it's like Renee's stuff and Joe's stuff. And when you log on to mine, what pops up is, um, I think it's called like gay friendly shows, right? Oh, uh -huh. and, and he, and he like laughed at me. He was like, are you watching only gay shows? And I was like, well, I watched Shit's Creek and I watched Heartstoppers and I watched, and I named like three other shows that had like strong gay themes, right? Yeah. And I said, but isn't it insane that that's how it's labeled on this? Like, yeah. it, those are both just like, one is a hilarious comedy. The other is like a sort of teen romance, also comedy. Like, and on one hand, I love that that's, that that exists that way that, you know, but on the other, I'm like, it's interesting that we label it like that, but then also, those writers rooms must be diverse because we're getting different voices in our media. And I think that is an interesting, has an interesting trickle down effect, right? We see more people on TV that are not like us, but we love them. Yes. And we go, oh, that character, I love that character. And that character happens to be pansexual. And you're like, I don't know anyone pansexual, but I know the character and I like him. So that maybe when you meet someone pansexual, your immediate reaction isn't like, oh, ew, what? And it's more like, oh, like the guy on Schitt's Creek and like, isn't that lovely? And hopefully that will change things in society. And then also in our industry, because like I said, it all trickles down, right? Yes, you are absolutely right. And that's how I feel about like, it's good to see your, and on the other end of that too, it's good to see yourself represented in different arenas. So yeah. like, say for instance, like you said, you may see someone on TV and you have a different perspective. Now you have mm -hmm. a different perspective when you meet them in person. And then also for that youth who's sitting at home 
and who may feel uncomfortable about coming out or comfortable about being themselves, they may connect to a character that they see and then feel more comfortable and have that confidence to do, to make that next step. So it's Mm -hmm. all about seeing yourselves and, and going back to our community. It's all about, for me, making sure that folks can see, okay, you can be a wedding planner. You can come from Oakland, California. You can have box. You can be plus size. You can do all of these things. Yeah. Like if I can do it, anybody can do it. 100%. I mean, you're exceptional. So I think you can do anything in the whole world as far as I'm concerned. You know, what's another thing I was thinking about the other day, because I've been working on, you know, I think like you and I are are, are people who travel around the country. We speak at different events and I'm always creating slideshows, right? I'm always creating like something to go along with my presentation. And I have made a point for a couple of years now to be sure that I'm using um, diverse images, right? Because I don't understand why the default stock photo is just a bunch of white women. Like, Girl, I don't, can, why? Can we? Okay. <laughs> oh, let's do it. I, I, f- I felt something shift. And so I want you to talk about it. <laughs> because for the longest, Renee, when I started off for the longest, I swear, I'm not even joking. I always thought like, man, do, are there black wedding planners? Really? Are there like, where can I find now? This is, you know, I'm dating myself and I don't know. This is, yeah, this was a couple years ago. This is, yeah, literally this was last night, but <laughs> not find any black wedding planners. And then when I saw the the ones that I did see, they all are the the wedding planners that I did see. They all look the same. They all dress the same. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to fit in here. I'm I'm really not going to fit in, but that's okay. Let me be the the inspiration for somebody else. And then I always thought, well, okay, I know I know black people get married too. Why don't I see any black people in anything? And if I do see a black couple, it's one couple out of the whole entire magazine, one mm-hmm. couple out of a whole list of, of blogs. Like, mm-hmm. where are the black people getting married? Like, and why aren't we seeing them? And why aren't we seeing them? Why? And when we do see them, why are they portrayed as having inexpensive weddings, having Dollar Tree situations? Oh, why are we seeing that? So I made it my mission to not just make sure when I, like you said, when I do my presentations, I show amazing, a lot of diversity, all of my couples, LGBTQ plus couples, black couples, all of my diverse couples, I make sure that I include them in every single slideshow I do. Yes, yes. I want them to, I want that little girl, brown skinned girl who, wants to get married or want to be a princess because at that age they think (laughs) i want them to see themselves and be excited yes courage and and just be happy you know i want that i want all humans to see themselves and be inspired yeah and i think when we can't see ourselves i imagine that it's difficult to dream those about those specific things right yes Exactly, exactly. And that's why I said, like, seriously, if people see me and I can inspire one wedding planner or one gay creative or one plus size person, do your thing. Yeah. 
Can I ask you though, when you were getting started, did you struggle with being your true authentic self publicly? Was there a moment when you thought maybe I won't share that part of me or, or something like that? Yes. Yes. In the very beginning, I didn't even literally just the, after having conversations with my other, the few planner friends that I had that were black, we would always have conversations about putting our face on our websites. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We would have conversations about putting our face on our websites. We would have, um, when Instagram first started, I, I started a hashtag getting to know Shonda or something like that. And I would share different things about my personal life. And then someone told me, no one, you know, that's not going to be good. You're not going to get clients. You shouldn't share that oh. much. And I'm what? like, well, how are they going to connect to me yeah. and know that they want to work with me if they don't know about me yes and also that's the opposite of all advice given to white creators exactly and put it was out there more show your face more i'm always running around screaming about put your face out there more seriously and this was literally when instagram was before we even knew about hashtags before we really right. knew the strategy behind instagram when we were still taking photos of our lunch <laughs> posting them <laughs> pictures of what our shoes whatever look at this sad tuna sandwich i had oh, for lunch oh my god oh my god <laughs> hashtag lunch <laughs> right 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 hashtag tuna but you know so okay so that was when like literally those conversations and i was thinking like man how embarrassing would that be if you didn't want to work with a black planner and you came to my door like what kind of situation would that put you in? So I was just like, you know what, forget it. I'm putting my face out there. If yeah. you don't like it, get to know it now and, and keep it moving. Yeah. And then we'll all be happy. Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's easy for me to say because I come from a place of the privilege of being a white woman and middle-aged white woman at that. But I guess I've just always been very um, outspoken about the things I believe in. And if you don't like it, you're not gonna pick me. And then that's it. We don't have to have the awkwardness of like, I thought you were conservative. It's like, oh, no, friend, I am definitely not. And you will probably know that the minute you look at any of my, you know, website, social media, anything. So I don't know. I, I guess I don't really consider that any kind of safety, you know? But, you know, Renee, and that's where that's an example of hearing my perspective and seeing it different. Yeah. Right. That is what, that's what the learning part is. That's the part of, like I said, wanting to understand each other's differences to eventually get to a place where we can all be comfortable and having and enjoying our lives, living our best lives and all of that. But it's never, especially in our industry, it's yeah. never been an equal playing field. No. And it's no, and, and honestly, I don't think a lot of us thought about it until 2020. And we were like, I mean, I think we thought about it. You know, I, I think if, if we're talking, like, if we're gonna make the metaphor of like, there were four burners on your stove, I think we had it at a low simmer. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah, I guess I have noticed that. And yeah. 2020 was where the where the the fire got turned up. Yes. And it wasn't until it was like, oh, yeah, I noticed that, but it's not affecting me. Right. Which is right. probably the gro the grossest thing that I've yeah, it's gross. But like, that's a okay. that's a gross feeling for me now to be like. But 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 here it is. You're you've you've noticed that you've been made aware of that, and now you're changing it. You are using your platform. You're using this podcast. You're using all of your things 
to make change. That's what it's about. It's okay if you are moving in one way, but now if you continue to move in that way, since you know, and we all know, yeah. now that's a problem, right? Yes, I know, I 100% agree. And uh, I mean, that's what this podcast is about, right? Is like exposing people to different ideas, different people, different thought leaders, different concepts, and just saying like, hey, what are you gonna do about this in your life? Yes. And how are we going to care about each other? We have to get back to caring about each other. I feel like the world is going in a unique place right now. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. yes. But we have to get back to the core of loving and caring about each other. That's where it starts. Loving and caring. I want you to be great. You want me to be great. Boom. There you go. I don't how do we put that into action though these days because shonda don't you feel like this pandemic has kind of i don't know it's kind of beaten it out i mean there are some people behaving very badly right now i'm talking about i'm talking about some clients right now but also we're just not our best selves right now do you feel that i do i feel like everybody's under this weird kind of anxiety i don't know if it's because they're nervous about what covid paused and how we were so uncomfortable in that place and maybe being afraid of being back in that place. I don't know what is what the vibe is right now. Yeah, I, I feel like there's definitely, I think we're all just trying to like cope is the word I keep using in my head. Like everyone's just trying to cope with whatever is happening every week now. But I also think, at least for me, I can say this, I am a little internally like disappointed in how fast we as a society rebounded into like busy 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 everyone's busy because like didn't we learn about boundaries and space when we were kind of forced to and now i thought well okay we'll be kinder to each other we'll be gentler to each other and i haven't seen that be the case no i i, I don't understand that either renee and but it has made me feel like after this season is over i'm rethinking everything because i love spending time with my family i yeah. love when it was slow and once we got over the anxiety of it all i was able to i don't know how to garden but i was able to plant flowers i love it <laughs> you know what i'm saying i yeah i really after being so busy and just like like a, a hamster on a wheel yes we when we had that break i was like okay i'm i kind of like this i don't yeah there's no need life is too short and it's too many amazing things that we're missing out on chasing dollars yeah and veils yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i you know what i think i'd like to say right now to the listeners is that i would like you to all give serious thought to how we can be kinder to one another or how you can even more than kindness really lift someone else like in your community up whether that's you know, with a kind word, what, what if that's an Instagram shout out or giving them business or celebrating their business, even if you have no business to give them, what else can you think of Shonda that would be an, under that umbrella? I would even take it even further and love on your people in your community, but then like, I encourage everybody to go outside of your community too. Yes. Like go find some hashtags and follow some new people. And like Renee said, give them some love, just, re resharing a story i do that a lot i re i reshare a lot of stories and i give people comments i leave them hearts all of that stuff let them know that they are being seen and they're being heard and that you want them to win too yes 
Yes. And also don't expect anything in return. Oh yeah. No, never. Don't. Just, just give, just give the love out and just build relationships as best you can, how you can, but do not accept, do not expect that it's like, well, I left a comment on her thing, so she should comment on mine. Right. No, just give it out freely and see what happens. And don't think that you're going to get business or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Do it because you know that this person is going to smile and be like, oh my God, Renee gave me a heart. Oh, (laughs) you know, that'll make somebody's day. You never know what people are going through. And just to see a little word of encouragement to say, you got this is the most amazing thing. Trust me. And I'm going to say, especially if that person has done a reel. Like if you comment on someone's reel, that is like, cause that's a lot of work y'all. And people are very vulnerable about the, re- about the reels. I know I am. I put out a reel and I'm like, oh God, oh God, what's going to happen. So I, I was thinking about um, on TikTok, there's a creator who's a wedding officiant, Minister Toya that I've been following that I love. She only has about 800 followers right now. Um, and she is, a, she's an officiant and she has been doing the most insightful and also funny um, TikToks, but it's all her own voice. She's not like lip syncing other people. She's just coming out and being authentically her. And I think she might think I'm a little bit of a stalker because I go on and I, I like, like, I heart all of her things. And I was like messaging her, like, come on the podcast. She has not responded to me. That's not the point of this. But the point is like, I only found her because I went to search See? wedding TikTok. And I was like, oh, what are some faces I don't recognize? Who are some people I don't know already? Because as much as I want to love on my friends, I also want to love on some new people too. I love that you did that. I And that's all it takes the the um taking the initiative and being intentional you intentionally went out to find someone different to love on well minister toya if you're listening come on my show (laughs) yeah we'll see she's like she's she'll she will never hear this it'll be so funny like 10 years from now she'll be like i think you mentioned me on a podcast i'll be like i don't know i'm gonna tag her on it (laughs) (laughs) she'll be like what is happening right now no too funny um Shonda, I love you. And I could talk to you for many, many, many more hours. But in summary, what do we want people to take action from about this episode? I know we gave them a challenge to go outside and go love on some people. But is there anything else you want to challenge us to do? I would like to challenge everyone to step outside of their comfort zone and put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's when we start caring and moving in the world differently when we think outside of ourselves and we think about how things will affect someone else, it may not be the most popular thing or the most popular idea, but we have to get back to thinking about others yes, and wanting others to win as well. It's enough for all of us. There super is. And if I could just add one little tag on the end of that is, you know, the idea that we were, talking about today this you know it's not one size fits all when you are on a plane and you see someone who's a bigger size instead of looking at them with judgment look at them with compassion right if you meet someone who is who identifies as sexuality if someone you've you know you've never met that you've never met a pansexual person before compassion first before judgment like if we could just move ahead with that as our baseline i think we'd all be better for it i agree I agree. Shonda, where can the people find you out on the World Wide Web? They can find me at shondadaniels.com. That's my website. And you can hit me up in my DMs at CD underscore Shonda Daniels. And I do answer all um, 
DMs and I do follow and like and comment and show love and don't expect anything in return. Love it. <laughs> you're you're much better than I am at answering like DMs and messages. My you know my my like fatal flaw is like someone will DM me and I will read it and I will respond in my brain and never actually type it out and then a week oh. will go by and I'll be like, did Shonda Facebook message me? <laughs> right. I think oh. did I, I answered her and then like six months go by and Shonda's like, hi, you never wrote back. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, did you notice I didn't say go to Facebook because I no. I will be like, wait, did they did she say something in Facebook or, or Instagram? No. Oh my god. I can't keep up with Facebook. I can't do Facebook. <laughs> I can't do it. It's just too much. I'm just on I mean, just Instagram. Oh, and here's another. This is like a non sequitur completely, and we you know, who knows if we'll keep this in the episode, but I used to have three Instagram accounts, which was bananas, and so I had Moxie Write Events, which I will always have. And then I started one for the podcast when I started the podcast called Talk with Renee Dallow. And then I started one with just my name because my publicist was like, you have to have your own name. Like someone else will take your name if you don't take it. So then I was running three accounts. And just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, this is dumb. I'm getting rid of the podcast account. (laughs) So now I'm streamlined. I'm so proud of myself for like letting it go, being like, I don't need it. It doesn't matter. I just have the two now. I feel much lighter. I'm proud of you too. Because that seems overwhelming. No, so and I actually, to be honest, I had an assistant who was running the Talk with Renee Dallow podcast account, and I think people could tell that it wasn't me. So it didn't get as much, you know, love because it's like you can tell this isn't my my heart in it. My heart wasn't in it. Yes. But now I'm very energized about the Renee Dallow account. So if you were following Talk with Renee Dallow and you listen to the show, go give Renee Dallow a follow because we're not going to be you know, publishing anything under Talk with Renee Dallow Instagram anymore. Just an FYI. Oh, good. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> you know, and I have to say, um, I had the funnest time when I was out in SoCal with you. Yay, I had a good time too. That was a fun event. That was a super, super fun event and a beautiful venue. It was. And you were a fantastic speaker that we really like what you what you shared with us was so impactful. I think it gave people, you know, a lot to chew on. I think SoCal is is such a diverse place, but yet the wedding industry isn't as much as our location. And I've always wondered what's the disconnect there, you know? <laughs> and I think we're getting we're getting there. We're getting to it. Good. Good. And I yeah. I do applaud you as I can I definitely consider you a leader and an industry leader. Thank you. I applaud you for using your platform and for making people aware of the change that needs to happen and how they can make this change and not being like, oh my God, here we go again with this topic. I (laughs) so much appreciate you, Renee, for what you do. All I can say is I'm trying. I'm doing my very best. Like you said, if I can inspire one person, if I can help one person, if someone can say, oh, you know what? I think I heard that on Renee's podcast. I should try that. Like, that's what I'm here for. I'm just here to serve, you know? Cool. Shonda, thank you so much for being here. We are going to do something else in the future. Yeah. I already know it because we have a secret, 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 secret oh, idea. I can't wait. <laughs> that I will never tell you guys about, but you oh, will experience God. it at the end of the year. And that's all I'm going to say about that, y'all. Yeah. So get ready. Stay tuned. Go follow Shonda on Instagram. We'll link to show notes and things we spoke about and listeners. As usual, I'm going to thank you for spending your time with us. I know your time is the one thing you cannot make more of. And so I never take it for granted that you spend it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. 
Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 